Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by GhostBed.com! Make it fatter! Make it fatter! Make it fatter! Make it fatter! 
Paparamericano. Paparamericano. Oh, we did it. You're so stupid. We did it. We did it. Jamie, grab me uh, grab me a book real quick here. I uh I'm in shock today. I don't I don't have my wits about me. A lot of feelings, a lot of emotions going on. I can catch it, Jamie. I can catch it. A lot of emotions going on. I'm gonna hold it up to camera to everybody who's watching the YouTube show. Thank you for my service made the New York Times bestseller list. By the skinny yard, by the skinny yard balls. Americano. Actually, no. Oh, no. Every other list, you're number one. I'm saying New York Times. They really had to sit there and be like, man, this do is we number want one. This guy. How do we want to fuck <laughs> this up? <laughs> no, but not really. I wonder what the discussion was. So uh, for, for everybody at home who's been supporting us all along the way and bought copies of the book, copies of it. You've done it. You bought copies. Uh, you went out to the stores. You did it. And um, we, were, we were actually the highest selling book in all the world. It was actually number one in the world. So to our surprise, we were number one on uh, Washington uh, Post. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, not the Post. Uh, sorry, Wall uh, Street Wall Journal. Street. Wall Street Journal bestseller, USA Today, uh, Publishers Weekly. Um, and then we get the New York Times bestseller list and we're actually number five. And I was like, man, I wonder... Did we get beat? Uh, and because by the way, your first thought is because you just think of the New York Times as just, well, nobody, nobody that listens to this show thinks that. But I still had a little sliver of like, no, no, it's not real. They just look at the numbers. Yeah. They don't do, they're not biased. <laughs> they're not going to, you know, put a conservative book down the list just because they want to. They wouldn't do that, right? And they did. And they did do that. And so, listen, we live in that world. That's just what it is. Right. And, and I, I, I will say this. The, the actual numbers came out on Publishers Weekly. They started doing this. So if you, you want to go check it. it for yourself, you guys can. Are you kidding me? Uh, it was amazing. It. So Everyone did exactly what they needed to do. And they got those motherfuckers. I can just see their faces. The little New York Times. People. Weebs. Yeah. Dorks, <laughs> later nerd. You're not coming to Olive Garden, that's for sure, because you're a nerd and nobody likes you. But anyways, those nerds, yeah, dweebs, yep, dork patrols, got into a room and they said, "Gosh, now this is the one that sold the most." But guys, not a good look, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I really personally liked Michelle Obama's book. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to put that first. Uh, and that, that's actually what happened. So Michelle Obama came in at number two on that. And we, when we got the numbers, hardback-wise, because this is what the category is um, on all of these lists, is, is hardbacks, because that's, you know, opening week, they're worth the most, and they sell for the most. You know, it looked, hardback's expensive, man. Uh, they're yeah. Like 25 bucks or 26 No, that's bucks. a big ask. It to is. To ask people to... Shallow. Even if I love a, bur a Burke, I'm not a big reader, but um, yeah. <laughs> even if I love a Burke, I look on the back and, you know, you're like, dang, okay. 
could I get this cheaper somewhere? Can I wait for paperback? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a really big ask and it's a big deal to is. buy the, you know, hardcover for that price. And for, for Look, for, for any book. And uh, based on the numbers, so number one, we were number one in the world, actually, with uh, 26,000 hard copies sold um, in the first week. Uh, number two was Educated, which is actually a great book. Um, it's been on the New York Times bestseller list for like 76 weeks. Uh, they sold 20,000 copies. We sold 6,000 more than them, hardback-wise. Uh, Michelle Obama was like fifth or sixth. She only sold 8,200 copies, yet she was number two on the New York Times bestseller list, which is so odd it, to I mean, me. It's so crazy that it doesn't make it irrelevant, you know? Where like... Even when you find out that really that list is what those people in the room feel like they want to put up there, we still think of it as the end all be all, right? Yeah. The list. Yeah. yeah they yeah. must know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They must know what everyone is and they just they just put the most amount at the top. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what you thought, and then you find out that's not true. And does it take a take away from it? No. No, not at all. I, look, it, it's still a really. It's still the fact that they had to reckon with that. Yeah. To me, makes me like <laughs> go like fuck you. You know that you sold so many. Because listen, if it was just enough to get on the list, we now know it probably wouldn't have gotten there, right? If it was just no. 8,000, if yeah. it was just 5,000 or whatever it is, it wouldn't have gotten there. We now know that you guys killed it. You sold so many that they literally dweeb, dork patrol, nerd, once again, mm -hmm. all of the not cool. We're not going to, they don't get to hang out with us. But anyway, all of them had to actually say like, fuck, we have to put this book somewhere. Yeah, we got to put it on the list. We don't want to. Because <laughs> when the numbers come don't out. Don't even know who this fucking guy is, but we do not want to put it up there. When the numbers come out, uh, you know, on Publishers Weekly, they, they drop Friday, so they drop today because we're actually recording this today. So we're going to Olive Garden tonight. Jesse Rip. Americano. Uh, Jesse really did rent out the private room at the Olive Garden, so yep. we are going to do that tonight, um, and that'll be hilarious. You'll have to check our Instagram for <laughs> videos for that, <laughs> at Jesse Wiseman, or at ST James, ST James, for a real Italian night, for a taste of Italy. I'll have to boomerang some breadsticks for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just boomerang with everyone, with all the girls. And they'll be like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, but that it, it is. It's such a, an amazing accomplishment and achievement. And it's one of those things where, again, plane goes down. I said this on another episode. Plane goes down. I die. You know, blah, flight, blah, flying out of Charlotte's crashed. With a New York Times bestseller on board. Yeah. Best-selling author died in this crash. How yeah. tragic. Beautiful wife, now single at home is yep. what they'll also. She will never meet someone talented <laughs> enough to write a New York Times best-selling book, but good honor for trying to move on with her life. Uh, and here's her number. Yeah. If anyone. The kids will probably grow up clutching. Their dead father's book because... But good luck, brother. Whoever she remarried was just <laughs> okay, such a loser. Okay, now is this loser. all in the article? Probably. Okay, yeah. Probably, I would probably yeah, say yeah, it's in the article yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I would definitely say it's in the article uh, for sure. Um, but here's the... like, this article really this went off the rails. This is a strange rails. article. It's like and it started just, normal it just like about going, a plane yeah. crash. Yeah. And then it slowly turns into... 
how the wife won't be able to move on. Yeah, the wife the, the, the wife and the and the new husband drove down to Disneyland. The kids didn't want to get out. They said they'd rather <laughs> stay in the car and cry and read their father's bestseller. Best New York Times, Times bestselling book rather than go into Disney World and see all their faves. That's probably what it'll say. I mean, that's just a guess. Um, right. But uh, it, it is all of that and more. And there was a, there was a time, um, like a good few hours, where you know, it didn't really set in. I, I, I would say it didn't you know, kick in until the next day. Because you have these dreams in life where you imagine yourself doing something, right? No matter what it is. My first one was uh, uh, doing stand-up for the first time, you know? And... Like I, to me, that was a big deal at the time. Then you realize after you do it a million times, you're like, ah, it'd be great to have a special or something like that, right? Your, your dreams get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew pretty quickly on in my life that I wanted to be an actor. And when I ended up doing The New Guy, it wasn't until I actually got to sit in a theater with real people and see it yeah, for on sure. opening day that it really clicked into me. Like yeah. even the premiere and stuff the week before and all that stuff. And, and, you know, granted, I went on to do 30 movies or whatever after that. But that one, that first one was just like, oh, man, I can't believe this is really happening because you've dreamed about it for so long. This, I actually didn't know if it was achievable, to be honest with you. Um, in my life, just because of what we went through on the last one, where mm-hmm. numbers-wise, it made it. Even with the ban on Amazon... We had enough uh, copies sold that it would, probably would have entered if they would have went by just real numbers just on the New York Times, numbers. just by numbers, just real numbers, like everyone else should. It would have entered the charts at number eight or nine in the world that week, and it didn't. So I was like, and I remember waking up and trying to find the numbers and do all that shit, and like, it wasn't on there. And then I'm talking about when Darkness Falls, he doesn't catch it, and I was like, "Fuck! All right, maybe this isn't a, a dream that's achievable," you know. Um, if it's a curated list, which the New York Times bestseller is, and it says that in very, very fine print when you go through their website. But I would website. think that that is more for if there's a couple different books that sell the same, around the same amount, like 8,000, 5,000. Mm-hmm. I would think that curated footnote is for that. Like, listen, if you did sell enough, like there's only so many we could put at the lower 15 or whatever, right? Right. And it's not for if you sell more than everyone on this list, we're still not going to. Yeah, yeah, still not going to do it. But uh, even, look, because it goes 1 through 15 on there, on the New York Times bestseller list. And even with When Darkness Falls, like, that would have hit 8 or Mm 9. You're still making the top 10. I don't know how you justify that not being there or whatever. Um, And so I kind of, truthfully, in my mind at that point, almost dismissed it where it was just like, all right, the one thing that I thought we had going for us with this was they're not going to do it to a military veteran. Right. They're not going to not report the honest numbers for a military veteran. That would be super fucked up, right? Super fucked up, you'd think. You would think. You would think. And then, you know, because Matt got the call first and then he called me and was just like, hey, man, we we got the number. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, two or something Mm. like that, you know? And, uh... It was five, and I was like, "Huh?" Hmm. And I looked it's at the. Where they felt comfortable putting Matt. Yeah, Matt. And uh, Amazon five. started doing their own charts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this just started this year because look, ninety percent of your sales are coming off of Amazon these days. On Amazon, and it's like you can go to the website. Um, we were we were number two. We finished number two on the charts in the world. 
the only reason we weren't number one was the book ahead of us had paperback versions available. So, right. you know, obviously a lot of people purchase paperback absolutely. and it's cheaper and, can, and all no that stuff. Qualms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we probably would have been number one on that, but that was a fair rating. Like, Hey, we didn't have the other things mm-hmm. out that they did. So that was a fair rating. And then the rest of them, USA Today was fair and Wall Street Journal and, um, and Publishers Weekly. And that was fair. And then the New York Times one, it's just weird to me. Uh, you know, they're supposed to be an esteemed newspaper that everybody depends on or mm-hmm. what is it their slogan is like democracy first or some bullshit like that and it's like hey man i don't even know what their slogan is anymore it's i don't so either all over the place like i don't either and here, I here's took the daily off my phone here's the scary thing by the way is it's doing really really well this week does it stay on the list for another week we'll see i mean they could make up for it they're still not going to be able to hang out with what us. if they put it number one next week what if they were like, hey, man, we would fucked this up and them? got it no. wrong? I, I would. If you if you looked back on it and said, hey, we did a little more research. Don't bother New York Times. This. You know, the really <laughs> thing is like, don't bother. No, no, no. Do bother because don't, number one really, really he helps. He doesn't care about it. Sales. He doesn't care about I it. I do definitely care. I don't care about it. You know, the only thing we care about is the people that got the book. <laughs> They're loving it. Yes. Uh, they came out. They don't care, by the way, if you're number one. They are reading the book and they bought it because they like you guys and they wanted to read a book that's going to speak to more of how they felt about their military experience. They, they did, but they also, uh, look, all the, uh, I would say 80% of the messages we got were like, hey, we want you guys to be number one. This is what we want to do. How can we help? Like I said, they don't care. I don't care. You know, you don't care. New York Times, you you know. (laughs) You bet. bet. Again, still care. Uh, Need that sticker on the book. So that would be rad if they want to give a a nice little makesies, upsies uh, for it. But um, truly, I am from the bottom of my heart grateful to all of you guys uh, for this. It is that is a massive, unbelievable life achievement. And it. You know, I was telling you earlier um, this morning when we got up, it, it, it almost feels like a weight off my back of like, you want to do something that is considered important in this life, not only for myself and my own personal goals, but for your kids, mm-hmm. where they'll be able to go walk around through life of what does your dad do mm-hmm. and say, well, my dad was a, a New York Times bestselling author. And that's mm-hmm. that's a pretty big stamp to have on life where you're like, Man, that is an unbelievable accomplishment. And uh, then you go, they go, what does your mom do? Yep. And she's still like, just still trying to figure it out, yeah. you know? <laughs> Americano. She might take some classes at J- JC, you know? Yeah. Just figure it out. Pop, you know? on, down to, like, pop on down to a nice JC, Cape Fear Community like, College. Still figuring it out. Yeah. Take, a, take an art class, take a photography class, you know? Yeah. Put a dark room in the basement. There you go. I might like start taking pictures <laughs> with old vintage cameras. That would be the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing that Gwyneth Paltrow has never done. Maybe I'll start a blog. Yeah, uh, a blog. A blog. But uh, yeah, I, 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 there was a point at, at a loss for words where I was just like, "Man, I did it. We fucking did it." And it is solely because of you guys and. Uh, a pretty fucking cool moment in in life to be totally real with you. Uh, I'm definitely not cooler than recognizing how big 
that this moment is where you're just like, holy shit, that's awesome. And to me personally, at this point with everything I've done, because I feel like we are kind of living out our dreams with, you know, writing books and doing podcasts and shit for a living, um, making movies. And it's like, man, I, somebody asked me what, what, what's left. There's only one thing that I would really like to do. And I, you know, we'll see if that happens or not is turn the St. James books into a series for HBO. And that's, that's it. I would check off life after that. Yeah. Like I, I don't, every other dream would have been accomplished at that point. Uh, the Oscars was never a thing for me. Um, you know, not a Grammy, although let's face it. I am all Harambe probably deserves. We are all Harambe. Right. Probably deserved a Grammy, but, uh, that, that wasn't a thing or, or, uh, uh, anything else. So, um, that's pretty much it for me in this life. And then you can go and be with Kurt Russell and live happily ever after, after that. Yeah. And so I guess if we want to talk about goals, right. Mm -hmm. Weights off our shoulders, you've done it. You've done what you professionally. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Professionally in this life. I I was going to be like once I'm by the fire with Kurt Russell and I'm like having wine Uh, that he like picked out from our walk through the vineyard that he owns that he owns then like I'll be like okay like I've done everything (laughs) that I wanted to do in this life so like I get it yeah 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 Yeah. and is that what you're talking about uh no professionally though professionally Professionally. yeah um so and that's cool. Like I, again, feels rad. Uh, it was, it was a great all around. It was probably the best day of my life to be real with you. Um, our child went to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Did great. Loved it. Yeah. We were worried about that. And, uh, up until, you know, he got out of school and we picked him up and he loved it. Took him today. He loved it. This is the second day. Like he just He's hopped out of the car to get out of the car. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you're nervous good. about that as a parent. Got that call later about the, the list. And uh, I mean, we're going to Olive Garden tonight to celebrate. So what? Papa Americano. You know, with family. So. Yeah. They're not family, but when you're there. Yeah. You're family. You're family, So it's obviously. like everyone's. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, we, uh, we ended up watching because I had to do uh, the fantasy football draft. One more thing with. Uh, I'm in the celebrity league in LA. We've been in for years, right? And so everybody tries to not be dicks and come back for that. Right. It's funny because most of my friends are shooting in different locations. Like one of them was shooting a TV series in the Philippines. And that's how you guys like stay. Yes. At least we have one thing that we're all in. It's like the traveling pants. And then my (laughs) fucking buddy who I'm going to give him shit right now. Riley Smith. He's been on this show before. Yeah. The the traveling pants is a very... You didn't need to hear it. It was just for me. Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> I've seen the movie, though. Uh, but my buddy Riley Smith, who's been on the show, um, is starring in the new Nancy Drew show for uh, CW. And fun. he missed the draft last night. So. Oh, he missed the draft. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So on the message poo, board. Poo, 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 poo. Yeah, it was like. Did he auto-draft? Or he y- just... Yeah, he auto-drafted. Wow. And so, well, here's wow, the thing. It's, it's wow. a buy-in league. So that's great. I'll take his fucking money. Sure. If you're in a non like buy-in league, no excuse for for auto drafting. You if you're cannot. a buy-in league and you want to throw your money away, that's fine. That's up to you. So I I just wrote in the message board. He's like, hey man, sorry, still on set or whatever. And I was like, that's cool. Um, 
my books on the New York Times bestseller list today, but, uh, and I was able to make it. So, but you enjoyed fighting mysteries and solving crimes, Nancy Drew. You're um, a fun friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's worked so much. Like he's on, he's been on so many TV shows. So this has happened so many times over the years that, that I'm just he's like, done that. Yeah. Where I'm like, bro, you're just literally throwing money out the window. Find a friend. Cause you're allowed to have a co-owner in these leagues. Yeah. Find a fucking buddy other than us. You know, because probably I would have drafted his goddamn team, but uh, right. find a buddy other than us to draft your team, man, because it's shit and you're just throwing money out the window. So we'll take his money. We'll take his money on that one. But I'm excited for his show. And I think that's going to be a gigantic hit this year on uh, Nancy Drew for sure on the CW. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm super amped for him uh, on a serious note. So that'll be awesome. Uh, but we capped off the evening, you and I, watching the new Chappelle show. The stand-up yeah. show on um, Netflix, mm-hmm. which, God damn it, those Netflix keywords, man. I. How was it? So we put in Chappelle. Put in. Did you put Chappelle? What I put Dave put? Chappelle in. Dave Chappelle. And first of all, I had to spell it out. It wasn't like readily available for me on, my, on our algorithm. And it's like, how is that possible, man? How do you not know that I would be wanting to go? Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Uh, typed in Dave Chappelle. Four other fucking specials popped up first, and that one was finally at the bottom. And I was just like, we had to go through it and look at the year. And I was like, oh, why isn't that? Like, you paid him $20 million for the special. Like, you don't want people to watch it? Yeah. Really, really odd. Anyways, we had heard a lot. You guys have been writing in a lot about this special. And uh, obviously, we've been crazy busy the last couple of days. And I was like, do we we'll watch it? Uh, that even brightened my day, like, even more. Mm-hmm. Th- that was one of the best, most aggressive hours of stand-up I have seen in a very, very long time. And to me, it, it, look, I don't, you might not agree with some of the jokes or whatever. I'm, if you listen to Dirt, uh, Drinking Bros, I'm a fucking dirtbag. So like all of this shit as a comedian was fucking hilarious across the board. Um, he pushed it with every single topic in every single joke to the absolute limit he offended everyone everything went after everyone equally i believe yeah he's so smart he's so smart so watching it um he's unapologetic about everything it was perfectly like starting with prince like just talking out prince lyrics bringing those back in like it was this perfectly and you would think because he does so many specials as with other comedians mm-hmm. it will you know if they do one too quick amy schumer or something like this if they put one out too quickly after their last one it's just not as good and, and everyone he does is better than great. the last one it's great and i'm not i don't want to give it away because i'd rather have you watch it i will the only thing i will say is this he led opening seconds led off with suicide jokes and that was the tamest oh. part of the that was the tamest part of the show so such a great opening joke though with my boy i won't say but yeah um such a great so that so if that's true. any clue to you you know at home of like hey man how aggressive was it he led opening seconds with <laughs> suicide jokes and then it just after that got worse so um as far as like what people are offended by and everything else and i loved every single last 
second of that fucking show. And the first thing I said to you afterwards was I turned to you and I said, it feels like he is single-handedly trying to put comedy on his back and bring it back, back to America. The depths of uh, The depths of Me Too and all this other shit. And because uh, he, he talks, talks about, about that as well. Louis, he talks about. Everyone. Louis C.K. He talks about. Michael Jackson. Um, and the thing about it is, is you have to be Dave Chappelle, that famous, that rich, to not give a fuck to do an, uh, a one-hour special like that because any other comedian, let's say it was a new comedian who did that as their one hour, would be fucking crucified right now. You have to be him. You have to be smart and thoughtful, which he is on top of being hilarious yeah. and being super smart. And the jokes you could tell they, they, in his mind too, like they have to be really funny in order for him to do that. So he doesn't do it just to, just to offend you or just to push the boundaries. There are things that we all privately laugh about. And he's bringing them. He's saying them out loud. And uh, man, yeah. Because we, you know, even off air, we're discussing, right? Here and on Drinking Bros podcast and all that oh, stuff. Oh, even like, more so off air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And the, and the fact that he was just able to do that was, was amazing. And uh, it, it reminded me, again, like I, I told you about this last book, like, I went through a lot of fucking issues with an agent over it. And um, people had said, don't do it. Don't write something that aggressive. Or there was a lot of fucking people who were just like, don't do this. And I was like, man, if we weren't living in the era we were living in where everybody's so offended by anything, I was like, fuck, man, you've seen, you've seen my movies. You've seen Pool Boy. I'm in blackface. You've seen fucking FDR, American Badass. Like, we go after everybody in that goddamn movie. Um, Darnell Dawkins, like, you've seen these movies. There was never a fucking problem with them at all. In, in this content that I've been writing and making for years and years and years at this point, like, but now you're going to tell me to stop when I've been doing this for this long? And I went, I went against everybody's wishes and said, fuck off, and the book was super crazy successful and um and you know don't put harriet tubman on the cover don't have the sex scene with harriet tubman all that other shit um i did all of it and more in that book and it, it was really really successful and i looked back and i was and then the, the, the next book actually makes the new york times bestseller list right and i look back at all of it and i think to myself like fuck man what if i would have caved into outside people's voices or pressure or whatever it was right and i had changed who i was as a person just because of or my comedy i, I should say as a person as a comedian to cowtail to what everybody else thinks the 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 comedy police should be right now mm -hmm. um i i would have been really pissed off and disappointed in myself um yeah. Because I did that. You can't at come the, back from that either. No. So you can't come back from once you go to that other place, Aziz or something, you can't then come back out and be gross again. You have to choose. Yes. And if you choose, like, like Louis, for another example, same example, right? Mm -hmm. You have to choose, like, am I going to, you want comedy to come back, right? Mm-hmm. 
on the other side. So you don't want to be the one that, if you're the one that bowed down to it, went on that offended train, went blah, 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 you're not going to be there when it comes back around thanks to Chappelle, Louis, the world changing, the world whatever. Because people will remember that you did that. Yes. People will remember like, oh, and then you went all soft and now you're back again. Like, fuck you. The people that will prevail at the end are the ones that didn't that said fuck you like yeah like Chappelle and like I said like Louis like people don't love it but love it or hate it he's not changing like his comedy or his you know yeah right back out there and the, the reason I bring this up to the audience is there is so many outside voices right now trying to change comedy and in particular you know None of which are comedians, by the way. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, fucking... it's, it's agents and managers or executives at, at studios or, or whatever. They're all trying to change it. Where some people are taking the criticism, like the Aziz thing that mm-hmm. you were talking about, and then doing... Crumpling. Just doing a, a material that isn't them, um, isn't very fun. I would say don't do it. Like, take a couple years off and wait for things to kind of calm down. If you want. If you want. Or that's going to have to be your path now of just the straight and narrow, trying to please everyone, being boring, staying on the, not being yourself, not being genuine, not doing the things that made you famous in the first place. So, you know, that's the choice he made. I'm sure there's others that made that choice as well. And they're probably not doing as well. But No. And you, you look at somebody, I, I think you, you look at Louis CK and, and he was mentioned in that special last night. Um, uh, the Dave Chappelle one, like you look at Louis C.K., he's been doing gigs all over New York City, um, small, you know, Carolines and shit like that, mm-hmm. smaller venues, testing out material. Everybody who's been to one of his shows is like, it is unbelievably st- still aggressive. You know, Judd Apatow gave him heat for that Parkland shooting joke he told, like leaking or whatever. And it but was just that's like, that's him. That's him. And, you know, he was also the first one that, that came out with a Me Too thing and said, yeah, I fucking did it the next day. And was I just like, it. I I'm jacked off in front of people it. and I'm not moving on. Blaming. Yeah. This is what I did. So I think when he comes back fully, and he will, by the way, he will fully come back and he will yeah. sign a mega deal, mm-hmm. I think, with a Netflix or an HBO and have a special, like. Uh, Either a special or a show, a sh- depending on what he wants I to do. I think it'll be a special it. first. Okay. I think it has to be. Because I think he's going to come out and talk about it in a very loose Louis C.K. way. And it'll be fucking hilarious of why he was jacking off all the time or on the phone or whatever. And mm-hmm. we'll all die laughing, forgive him, and then he'll probably be able to go on and do TV shit after that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he'll be next. I think it will be massive. Uh, and I think after last night, there is absolutely no debate who the best stand-up comedian in the world is. And it's, it's Dave Chappelle by miles and miles and miles right now. I mean, he came out in a fucking janitor uniform janitor uniform Uh, with his and i like that he had the Chappelle um logo from his show from his show and on his arm and stuff and very much like i don't know he's awesome he's awesome i like the shit he was talking about women obviously yeah yeah yeah. but uh, and again watch it you you might be offended i i look you keep i found myself i want to be honest like i found myself a couple times being like dang um, but being like, oh shit, is that only because maybe I didn't agree with 
uh, where he was going with stuff. But at the same time, comedy is not about agreeing with. And that's the problem that people have. Like comedy is not specially made just for you. Yeah. You go to it to see someone else's view Mm -hmm. that you think is funny. Right. So you don't have to agree with everything they say. You don't have to, you know, think the exact same way as they do. Right. So that's what I liked about that is he definitely offended. I'm sure someone, everyone that watched it, I think you will be offended by something. Yeah. A little bit and not offended. You just won't agree, right? But that's not what comedy is. It's not what it is. It's just, look, in my eyes and like, you know, having done stand-up for a very long time, like, dude, it's best jokes win. Um, I don't get offended by any jokes or anything. And uh, uh, best jokes win and fuck, as aggressive as it is and whether or not you agree with his opinions, best jokes all, like, he's the best, he's the best doing it right now. That's true. Um, by far. And, uh, you know, the reviews have been. They did finally. They haven't done with the past um, specials, but they did finally put up the thing about Michael Jackson on like an extra or E! News where they were saying he's taken a lot of heat. Again, he doesn't give a fuck, but they don't usually put. He doesn't usually get any headlines in that way because you just kind of know. He's always going to offend people, right? Yeah. And they did kind of put that one Michael Jackson bit up as like... We should probably not give away too much of the show, but yeah. I just Um, said the Michael Jackson bit, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So that was the only thing that they put up, and E! Entertainment and Extra spoiled it anyway, so it's not me, it's them. So they put up the whole joke... Oh, I didn't see that, actually. Being like, this, he's gone too far. How do you guys feel about him saying this and this? And like, oh, again, they, that they, was, they said that on. on yeah. So oh, was, I didn't know that. I was surprised by it. I think it was E! News. But I was surprised that they were even having a conversation like that because we don't usually even care what Dave Chappelle does. But anyway, I'm surprised, too, that they were doing it on E! They don't usually do shit like that. Um, I think it was just a talking point to get people offended. Man, uh, yeah, that's surprising. Actually, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. Um, huh. Um, th- but there was, uh, there was two. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of give you headlines of two different articles here. Is uh, um, about it where one I re- replied to and just said, "Fuck you guys." This was Vice. Uh, Vice wrote an entire piece on this special saying you can definitely skip dave chappelle's new netflix special sticks and stones don't do that the comedian doubles down on misogyny and transphobia um in both sticks and stones and then the hidden bonus scene that follows right he does um yeah he does i don't they're not wrong who gives a shit that's exactly what he did so why, why are we skipping that because of uh uh, what Vice says. So I, dude, I, I don't usually take the time to reply, but like I did, and it fucking exploded on my my uh, Twitter, where I just said, "Dear Vice, Dave Chappelle will outlive your shitty woke channel because you have no real point of view or actual stance on anything. His ratings on this special will crush everything you have in prime time for the entire month. You guys are a fucking fraud." Because that's what that's what Vice is. We've watched that channel, right? When when it came on and they had who was it Jesus and Marrow mm. or uh, 
the was fuck? that Vice? Yes. Oh, okay. They had them first, mm-hmm. um, and then oh, they and then they moved over to. Well, yeah, they, the ratings were terrible. Right. Uh, look, the show was is not very good, but uh, and then they moved over to Showtime, uh, obviously. Um, but you had those guys who were considered controversial and were just saying whatever the fuck they wanted to for a half hour on live TV on your network and everything else, and it was just like, hey man, you actually have the greatest comedian right now of of, of this generation, of the last fucking fifteen years dropping special after special after special that is lights out and you're gonna write this fucking piece of shit article Um, i would argue that his special wasn't necessarily for them like it's not he did he wasn't really speaking to to white people it wasn't speaking to but it wasn't speaking to black people either like it was all even across the board i thought I, me personally, I thought it was all even across the board, and and, and like, dude, um, and then a, another article was just like, man, it, it, is he saving comedy? Mm-hmm. And I, again, I lean towards that where it's yes, he is, uh, and hopefully this paves the way for others to come out and be like, all right, cool, it's it's fine to be funny and aggressive and say whatever the fuck we want. I think my money's on Louis on the next one. Um. And then that rumor, again, that we were talking about the other day with Eddie Murphy, 70 million. Yeah. If anybody's going to do it, it would be Eddie Murphy as well. So, yeah. Uh, if you're watching it, though, if I'm Eddie Murphy and I'm watching that special last night. How oof, do you? Man. How does anyone compete with that? I don't know. I mean, there, were, there, was, a, there was a point last night, about a half hour in, where I was like, man, if I was still doing stand-up, comedy right now today i'd probably just quit after watching that yep it's he's that great where to me if you can't be the best at something then it's not worth it and i'm just like man i i would just probably just put the microphone slowly down on the stage wouldn't drop it wouldn't do it i would just slowly just slowly down and back put it down i would get a one of the tiniest ubers one of those rideshare ones right uh, out of the club yeah yep i'd get a pool out of the club um you know five six people in there Make sure they were all dropped off first before I was dropped off. That's how bad I would feel about mm-hmm. myself as a person. Um, so if you're Eddie Murphy, you're watching this, you got to be like, all right, fuck. Chappelle is here and raised the bar this much. I've got to push it then. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall. We shall. Uh, we got some sponsors pay for this whole shit wagon. Jesse. Pay for this shit wagon to be on the air. You know what? The show itself, talking about ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Get a mattress. How, how was my tone on that? Was it recording quality? It was just really natural. Do you know what I mean? It just felt like a really nice felt good. flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt good. Get a mattress. Do it now. Yeah. 36 no, months. No interest. No interest. You have no excuse. You must buy one now. Pay as you go. If you're military or first responder, you get an extra 15% off at the bottom of the page. Yep, it's time for sad, bo- sad boy fall. You're going to need to be in your bed more and be like cozy and stuff. That's sure. what I like to do is eat and hang out and be cozy in the bed sure. and watch reality TV. Somebody is taking your sad boy fall, by the way. I meant to tell you that today. What do you mean taking it? Um, Lana Del Rey's uh, new album just dropped. And there was a bunch of people on Twitter who were right. Man, I am hot girl summer is over. I am now all about 
sad girl fall. Oh, sad girl fall. Uh huh. Because of the Lana Del Rey album, obviously. That's called Sad Girl. No, but they're they're obviously taking a twist off the Hot Girl Summer, and they're going Sad Girl Fall. So that was you first. It was, and what what my my thinking behind the Sad Boy Fall was that if it is genderless, which Hot Girl Summer claimed to be genderless, right? Yeah. Of like it's for guys and girls, it's whatever you want to do, it's living your truth. Yep. Doing whatever you want to do. Then the next one I wanted to make also genderless, yeah, but with the other gender, right? Yeah. So sad boy fall. You don't have to be a boy to be sad boy fall. To be yeah. sad boy fall yeah. and to be doing whatever you feel like you want to be doing in in the fall. Uh, I'm gonna finish up with that that URL ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Um, but a lot of people. I've really, really been looking forward to this Lana Del Rey album, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a, sh- uh, a listen. These over the weekend, I've, lo- I've loved her past shit, so we'll see, see what she's, what she's dropping now. People, there's a lot of pressure on her, for sure. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think she's booked for SNL already too. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, next up, good for her. Uh, <laughs> Uh, copies. Thanks for getting copies of the book. Thanks for buying copies of the book. Um, next up, we got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Man, uh, right as I said this thing about Lana Del Rey, literally a, re- a review popped up like yep. right in my face, and it yep. just says Lana, Lana Del Rey dazzles. Thank she you for listening to me. Dazzles. Yeah, it, these. I need to know these boxes are really listening to me. That's so strange. And the L.A. Times of all places. Because then, like, Ghost Bed will pop up, and I'm like, yep. Nice. You are up. listening. And if you're Man. listening to me, you're listening to other people talk about it. Uh, the album's called Norman fucking Rod Rockwell, too, which is pretty hilarious. That is funny. Uh, cool cover on the album, too, man. Way to go. Uh, I'm going to give it a listen, Z's. Uh, you can have some Strike Force energy while you listen to the new album. Flamble, Four flamble, amazing flamble. flavors. Orange, Ridge, Grape, and Lemon. Uh, fucking 10 pack, 40 pack, 750 milliliter bottle, no carbs, no sugars. I might put some in my Chianti tonight. Ooh, that sounds good. The honor system Chianti that's that on the table good. that no one ever drinks. I'm drinking tonight. So stoked for that. Uh, go to strikeforceenergy.com. Get yourself a tasty, tiny little tin pouch full of energy. Squeeze it open into any liquid available and make yourself energized all night. Don't be a loser. Yep. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, promo code REVOLUTION. 20% off forever. And they have a subscription of the month at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Last but not least, this is what you came for, people. StraightRazors.com. Ooh, that's a clean cut. Smooth. Oh, you rock it! Everything you need to be the kind of man that I would like. Oh, on straight razors. Okay, I thought you were you were looking directly at me as if I needed to change something. What, your hair? No, but, I wouldn't say that. No. Nope. To change your hair? Look, summer of Swayze is almost over. We have three more weeks. I didn't more, say anything. I was just weeks. saying if maybe you thought I was thinking 
I know what you're I thinking. I thought you were about to say yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you're thinking. I wasn't saying it. I definitely know what you were thinking. And again, you get to cut it and do whatever you want to it, and I'm fine with it. So you can live out the best version of myself through your magical fingers, and uh, we'll take a straight razor to my neck, you know? How does a child? I did. Is that weird? Had what? I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to ask you that. Um, I had a barber like, No, I need up. to do uh, our son's. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know. Because I was, uh, I remember it's doing it. It's baby hair, but it's still like to get that line that looks good, you have to do it with everyone. Ah, I didn't know that. Because no. I was like, man, I've been doing it since I was a mm-hmm. child and I've always liked it. Therefore, I like straight razors, obviously. Yep. Um, Anywho, you'll love them too. Go to straightrazors.com. Uh, use promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. They get everything up here. Cologne, if you're watching the video show on YouTube. Shampoo, uh, shampoos, conditioner. conditioners, mustache, waxes. Uh, Put some oil in that beard, guys. Yeah. Put a little oil in it, kids. Little, it softens it up, makes it approachable. Straightrazors.com, promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. 20% off. This could be my favorite week in my entire life. College football. Is is a uh, full swing tomorrow? The mm-hmm. Ohio State Buckeyes play tomorrow. Blamo, blamo, yeah. Um, Super Amped came home last night, and Clemson was on playing. I was like, number one team in the nation. I was like, oh fuck, we are back. We are back in it. In it, in it, in it, in it, in it. It's Labor Day weekend, which is our first weekend uh, off in quite some time. Yes. So uh, we'll have to work on Monday, obviously, because we're. Uh, I've got to go to Texas. Uh, next weekend, and uh, we got the Drinking Bros cruise coming out. As do I. I'll be in Texas when? Uh, you'll be there the 10th, yes, yeah. um, in Houston. Um, so, if there's anybody in the Houston area that wants to pop on by, maybe we'll do a show at a bar some, uh, somewhere down there. Or a meet. Yeah. Maybe just like a meetup. A meetup. Does it always have to be work? I don't know. It doesn't. It we'll doesn't, see. But it's, we'll see what we, what, how we feel. We love doing podcasts, so I don't care. Absolutely. I'll do one any, anywhere. It doesn't matter to me. I'll do it in the middle of a fucking hurricane. I'll do it in the middle of Dorian. <laughs> I don't know when Dorian's going to land, but I'll, I'd do it in the middle of it. Yeah, I don't know about For Dorian. For you guys. I don't know about Dorian. What do you mean? Is What's going on? Yes. So Dorian is very, very real. Okay. Um, category. Is it hitting where uh, you guys just were? Uh, my, where my parents uh, were, yes. It is very close to that. You guys were just in Orlando, no? Oh, yes, we were. Shit, I forgot about that. Um, yes, it is hitting close to there as well. It's supposed to. But like Monday or Tuesday now, it's that it's a very slow-forming storm. So like it keeps getting pushed out because it's just kind of swirling there and it's supposed to go in. And uh, it's at a Cat 3 now. It's supposed to be at a, a 4 Maybe by landfall, I hope it weakens and uh, they don't have to deal with that shit. Obviously, we went through the New Orleans thing. We had our own hurricane last year and everything, and it fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, it does. So hopefully, you know. Hopefully it's not real. Hopefully it does the thing where it slows down and right before it hits, it's a two. Just kind of washes out, yeah, and a bunch of rain. So we'll see. But maybe that's where that bomb thing came up we were talking about on last show, the nuke bomb, trying to nuke the hurricane. Uh, they they might have saw it that far out. Yeah, and they're you know? like we can slow it down somewhere or change trajectory. It'd be great if you could shoot a hurricane. Somebody wrote in after that last episode, and uh, they were like, "Man, it is hilarious how um, you say technology isn't there yet all the time, Ross, but you believe in blowing up everything mm-hmm. 
for a solution. You're like selective. That's what I'm saying. No, it's not that. I that's that's true. I we've been blowing up things though for a very long time. Right. Sticks of dynamite and things like that. That's like, been has worked more yes. than technology. Yes. So yes, you you were right. Whoever wrote wrote in and said that to me, hundred percent. I will trust a stick of dynamite in my hand with everything in this life. You know, right. robber. Would I rather use a gun or a stick of, a stick of dynamite to blow up the, the, the robber if he broke into to a house? Yes, I would. I want to see his body explode everywhere. That would be fucking awesome. The robber. If I could, if I could just throw a stick of dynamite at him and boom, bl- mm-hmm. blow him up, that would be, that'd be fucking rad, right? Totally. Uh, barking dog next door. Everybody, uh, not us luckily this time, but we have in the past. I feel like everybody in every neighborhood, there's one asshole dog who's always left out and is always barking so fucking loud all day and all night. Was it at our last house? No, it was at the house we almost bought. We, we That's right. had made an offer and then we went back uh, to Just get for like, like a last measurements. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the day, I guess, because they didn't know we were coming or something in the neighbor. Let I their... feel like the, before that, the neighborhood told them. Yeah keep your dogs in during this time and this time. So there was no warning and the dogs were at the fence, aggressive, loud as, loud shit, as shit, scared our kids. Yep. I was like, Whoop. Ah. I was like, but hypothetical, let's say we would have gotten that house, right? Sure. And those dogs would have been there. Right. Stick a dynamite. Stick a dynamite right in the sure. dog's mouth. Interesting. Boom. Watch the dog explode everywhere. Right. Uh, I had it in LA. I had a dog living underneath me. Um, in LA in an apartment building. Um, That's when I pretty normal. Very first move there. Yeah, but a big dog like that. Oh, it's a just big like, one. Bro, you're in Mine a fucking... was a little one that was really loud. So the little ones are the loud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yappers. Mm-hmm. Little yappers. I had a big one there. And, you know, same fucking thing with every other goddamn dog owner on the planet. Um, and I've never been about this way about my dogs or my kids. I realize they're special to me, but they're not special to anybody else. So everybody can get fucked. Right. Same thing. Oh my God, my, my dog's so great. He's a rescue and he's whatever. And I was like, no, he fucking barks all the goddamn time is what he, he does. He sucks. Yeah. And I was like, that your dog, your dog sucks and it's a piece of shit. And it looked like, <laughs> you know, that's fine. You get, you're going to get a rescue, but it looks like I, I used to call it patches. Your dog sucks and it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I used to call this dog patches because it just had patches of hair, like what ripped out. What was the out. dog's real name? Other Don't things know. were different colors or whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh, Tongue hanging out. And... Yeah, yeah, just yeah, that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a rescue. Yeah, I'm a rescue. You're Feel... a freeloader and yeah. you're, you suck. And not only that, but like, don't. Don't tell me about how you, you know, you're the rescue champion. Because there's always those people in L.A. too. It's a rescue. They volunteer before you ask. It's a rescue. And you're like, oh, sorry. I know it's a rescue because it sucks. Yeah, because it sucks. (laughs) Because I've nicknamed it Patches. Um, And it's got patches of fucking hair. And it was burned by some crack homeless person. It's never like a nice, like, gorgeous dog that's like... It's a rescue. It's like, oh, then I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, But your little mangy mange... Yeah. Sucky suck. Shit dog. Barky bark. Shit dog. Every morning, dude. Uh, with the wheels. Super fucking early. <laughs> yeah. With the fucking half, half uh, the wheels on the, on the back legs, the half wheelchair. I just lost every one of my fall- stragglers, hangers on from California, <laughs> my friends. I, I just lost all of them in one fail swoop. Your rescue sucks. Oh, boy. Um, so... 
I got tired of it. And uh, medical marijuana has been legal in California for quite some time. So I said, hey, man, if the dog keeps barking, like, I, I, I got to sleep. Because I, I was, I write late. And it's like, dude, I just, I just need to get till 9, 10. You know what I'm saying? So don't fuck me on this because I write till like 5 a.m. And we need like four or five hours of sleep. Dog kept barking. So what happened? Wait till he left, went to work. And uh, day by day, I fed him half a fucking, I would drop a, because it was, it was over a balcony. So I could see the dog right, right below me in the apartment complex. Day by day, I would drop a half a brownie down, an edible, down to the dog. This is really bad. He'd be out for the, the, the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, this probably went on for first two or three weeks. And it, you know, the guy. illegal, some kind of legal ramifications. Uh, I think we're past the statute of limitations on this one. So, uh, the, but the, he came home and he's like, man, uh, I, I can't figure out what's wrong with my dog. Like he's just so calm and he just sleeps all the time. And I was like, that's dogs though. You know? I was like, once they get used to their environment, they really <laughs> settle in and get real snuggly, you know? And it was just like, yeah, man, I, I guess so. Uh, so slowly, like, I, I, I capped it off at about six weeks. I did this for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And after that, I stopped doing it. And uh, we'll say this, whatever the fuck happened, dog really mellowed the fuck out and didn't make a goddamn peep after that. So then only did I do him a favor, mm-hmm. did uh, the rest of my neighbors a favor and myself. Uh, more importantly, in the process. And you can't see heroes all the time in real right. life because they don't wear capes, and I'm not wearing one now, but just know that I am one. I am one. Um, since we're on it uh, with these rescue dogs in L.A., I, there, was a, there was a girl who... Uh, <laughs> there was a girl who reminded me of one of your friends. It wasn't one of your friends. Okay. Chastised me out at a dog park one time for she was like what what is it remind you of one of my friends i'll tell you Mm. uh so she goes uh that's a really that's a really nice dog you have that's a beautiful dog she was like uh which shelter did you get it from and i was like oh sweetie i didn't get this from a shelter this was uh it's a championship breed that i got shipped in from texas and it's a miniature beagle sure i've never i've never even heard it she was so offended she's like i haven't even heard of that and i was like truthfully I didn't even know they existed until I, I saw it in like a pet smart bottle, you know? So right. uh, that's the one I had shipped in and I really wanted a cute dog and uh, it's miniature obviously. So I can take it everywhere and it's great, you mm-hmm. know, really love it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, do you know what they do on those puffy farms? And it's better to get a rescue and then just launches into this fucking speech. Um, and why I didn't get this rescue dog. And I was like, you know why I didn't get the rescue dog? I was like, yours, yours is clearly a rescue, right? She goes, yeah. And I was like, you can tell. Because that fucking dog looks like it should be named Extras. And she was like, what's Extras? You know, she thought it was like a, we were in LA, like a background thing. Like uh-huh. it should be running in the background. Um, and I was like, no, it just looked like uh, God had a bunch of fucking extra parts left over. And then just stuffed it onto one animal and said, here you go. Congratulations. Right. The... And it's so fast, you know, when it comes out of my mouth. And, like, she lost her fucking shit at this dog park. And I was just like, got to go. Yeah. Took my dog out of there and uh, moved on about my merry way. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about the rescue sitch. Like, not that they're you're not doing an admirable thing and not that I'm against it or anything else. Just don't fucking chastise other people if they don't want to get a rescue dog. Like, you know. 
I, re- I, re- I rescued my dog from an expensive breeder in Texas. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure his life on that. He didn't want to stay there all the whole time. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, his life on. If it is as bad as you say. That farm. Then I need to rescue him from there too. Yeah. He was probably running on 90 acres uh, with all of his brothers and sisters. Um, and free. he's like, get me eating out of here. Natural meat and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I rescued him from that and brought him to an, uh, an apartment in, in Los Angeles, California. So, yeah, yeah, I am a fucking hero, Jesse. Um, what's going on over here? Uh, over here? Get some breaking news. Jables. Sorry, they did um, a lockdown drill at school. Uh, at, at, at the elementary school? Mm-hmm. For what? Students and staff did an outstanding job. Okay. R- read, a, read aloud. Good afternoon, Parsley Patriots. This is your principal calling to inform you that today, Friday, we initiated our annual mandatory lockdown drill. This is just a drill. Everyone is safe. Our students and staff did an outstanding job. Huh. Well, you know. That's wild. I thought it was Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play the message, but anyway. Americano. We are we're confirming your reservation for the family nope, room. We're, uh, nope. I need to now talk to my kid about the lockdown drill and why and what. I wonder what they do. God, again, I fucking hate to give this away, but Chappelle talked about this last yeah, night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. Uh, I don't either, to be honest with you. Uh, w- when I was a kid, we had uh, tornado drills because um, there was there was an there was an actual tornado. So that we the, had earthquake. Oh, you did. That was all we had because we don't have any other form of yes of thing. Well, we don't either. Tornadoes was the only thing in Georgia. Okay. So we had a tornado drill, and uh, it actually was effective because we we had one, and right, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it is. It's just um, with this kind of thing, it's not a natural disaster. You don't have time to really do any of these things, but I'm sure it's good to just sort of, I don't know, do it. What do you tell, the kid? What do you tell a child, though, that young is what I'm wondering now that you've read that aloud. I think they can, they deserve whatever the real uh, thing is. It's just a matter of, of how that's presented. Okay. So I think at five or six, like they, they can understand more than we think. I mean, I don't want to freak them out or give them anxiety or anything, but I think real, real talk is yeah, how real I conversations. Sort of, um, approach it. And by the way, that, that's why you, uh, if, you're, if you're watching the video show, because people have asked why, why does Jesse have a phone? It's for that reason of, hey, if the kids Nobody call. Asked that. Yeah, they do. They were like, hey, man, is she fucking out in the town? Is she super cool? Somebody asked if you were using that instead of your computer oh, to look please. up facts. And I was like, sometimes, sometimes. But uh, I, I do it sometimes to look up detectives names. But um, other than that, no, I just need for like, children, the fucking, you know, that's the school calling. So you're just like, oh. I know. So what is this? What does that mean? <laughs> on, on no, day, we just on did day it. two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> already causing problems yeah because no, uh, so, so, somebody said that note that that thing to me on drinking bros they were like man you're I see your phone's out what are you too important to, and i was like no no not at all i just uh i just left it out yeah. um i i usually turn it everyone off everyone has their fucking phone on them shut up put it in the bag 
I lock it up and put it in the bag. Right. Um, I don't. I, I do because I'm I'm distracted, and all the phone numbers that are of importance during it will go to you, not me. Yes. So, <laughs> any work related will go to me, and it's like those fucks can wait an hour, you know. Yeah. They can uh, ease on down the train. Ease on down the train. Uh, fantasy football is coming up, Jesse. You uh, drafted your team the did. other nights. Did. Um. Are you excited for the usually usually get excited about fantasy football? At least, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I like beating people, so I feel like happy about that. I like always winning and always doing well, which I do. Um, I think my first matchup is Trey. Is it really? Who likes to talk so much fucking shit? So I just love beating people like that, and like, you know, yeah, it's if fun. you beat and Trey, like opening the, game. I like the uh, immediacy of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I need some drama. I need some to get me into it. That's funny, man. You got Trey opening game. Um, that's great because when you beat him, it'll crush his soul. I got so in that celebrity league last night, game. I got Christian, uh, Christian Kane. Was, As your first match. It was my first yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was talking shit to him on the way in. And like, uh, I know he was a big Pat Mahomes fan. And I was just like, hey, man. Uh, you get my you get my homes in the first round because I'm really thinking about it. I'm not like sure. you never draft a quarterback in the first round. No, and uh, he did with pick eight, so he got real nervous. And the rest of his team is shitty. Here's the beauty of it: is I have him week one, and I had him week one last year as well. It's going to ruin the rest of his season for him when I beat him, and I'm really amped about that. There's something about losing week one that just really just it's so dark. Sure. Where you're like, oh, man, you, yeah, you question yeah. your entire draft and all tone. that stuff. Sets so Trey, tone. we'll give Trey a shout out. Um, you're probably going to lose. I've seen Jesse's team and it is outstanding. And you will definitely we'll lose see, week one. And uh, that's going to send you spiraling. Yeah. I just the like the fun names and winning. <laughs> so, yeah. And I listen to fantasy football podcasts. So. Whether I am super into football in general, I do love podcasts and I do like the speculation of fantasy. So yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, and even Kane was just like, "Hey man," because he's he's the one shooting that that show in the Philippines, um, and he's there for three or four months. Um, but he's just like, "Dude, after I beat you, like, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna tell the director just to give you a role for a couple of weeks so we can watch fantasy out here in, in the Philippines and." Watch the shit, you know? That would be awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, Hilarious. man, I, I I love you, and I appreciate it, but I'm not going leaving for the Philippines for two weeks to go shoot a, a show. Okay. Uh, he, got, he did get a big show, though. He Look, he always says, fuck, he's been on TV for, for like 20 years at this point. Yeah. Uh, Buffy, Angel, uh, The Librarians, um, Leverage. Fuck, how many seasons did Leverage go? So... Yeah, I know. I know. He just got a, and they the this, the show he got, no pilot, just a full season pickup. Yep. Just uh, <laughs> they know they know there's a market. He brings the goods. Christian Kane brings the goods. Unfortunately, uh, he will not be bringing the goods in fantasy football this year. Sorry, so, brother. Uh, but I, I was amped that I got to mind fuck him into uh, Mahomes in the first round. Wow. Uh, nothing made me happier than that. A lot of homer picks, man. Um, mm. Or whenever I see somebody draft a kicker before the last round, I, it always makes me smile every single time. God damn it. Uh, it's back. We're back, Jabes. We are. Um, we're here. College football is upon us. Sad boy fall is here. 
We're We're going to Olive Garden tonight. Uh, You guys got us on the New York Times bestseller list. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, The revolutionary figure of the day. We're going to go ahead and give it to uh, to Dave Chappelle, actually, man. Um, The reason why is uh, it takes one guy to come out during all this shit and go against the grain and say, fuck you, because you're risking... All that fame, all of that money, and really putting it on the line for something this aggressive to try to bring comedy out of the goddamn doldrums right now. And uh, that is revolutionary, man. Because if if it switches after this and people go back to being funny again, you can look at this special and say this is why. That's the turning point. In my opinion, yes. So uh, to you, sir, you were the finest doing it out there right now in the world. And I know this. He's done a couple dates with uh, Joe Rogan um, on the road. They have obviously sold out in like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'm talking like 30,000 seat arenas. It's just him. It's him and Joe Rogan. Um, I heard a rumor that they're going to do like 25 to 30 more cities together. Man, would that be a blast to see. You know? In person. Joe Rogan and uh, Chappelle back to back. That would be fun. Whew. Can I do a second? Second? Revolutionary to Curtis Dayton and Bill Darden. Yes. Founders of all of <laughs> You know, I knew it. And I was this <laughs> close to saying it. Blammo. Um, <laughs> at one point, we own stock in Darden. Uh, okay. I, th- I think Darden owns uh, Red Lobster, Olive Garden, and like a yes. couple other Cheney restaurants like mm-hmm. that, but I can't remember the mm-hmm. names. And uh, yeah. Did they sell? Founded in, in Orlando. I mean, it's the organizations now are General Mills and Darden restaurants, but oh, that, they so were they the did sell to fucking. Founders. Let's see if yeah. we'll see if, if Darden's got a stock still. Uh, yeah, they do. This is double what it was too when I got it. Jesus Christ, they're doing well. Longhorn Steakhouse, Blammo. Yard they House, do the best. They, they own... just do the best. <laughs> they really know how to do it, right? Oh, they really know how to go just above. You're, you, are you ready for this? Total man. They have doubled the stock price since we owned this uh, five or six years ago. Um, shit, Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. Longhorn. Longhorn Steakhouse. Yard House, which everybody goes to a yard house. Uh, The Capitol Grill, Season 52, Bahama Breeze. Come on. Bahama Breeze is theirs. Cheddar's. Eddie V's. Cheddar's. I saw a Cheddar's in uh, San Antonio a few weeks ago. Eddie V's Prime Seafood. Um, Man, that's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Who knew, man? We make fun of that shit all the time. These guys are just Richard laughing fuck. all the way to the the bank. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, they'll be laughing all the way to uh, my a breadstick basket tonight as we uh, celebrate. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, thank you to everybody at home. We appreciate it uh, for Ross Patterson and Jesse Wiseman, <laughs> aka the J Balls. So professional. Uh, this is actually your revolution. Thank you for doing this, man, and making me uh, a New York Times bestseller. That is the craziest thing ever, and it, it really wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't happen without you guys. So, 
Thank you very much and good night. Good night. Thank you.